0: I'm Mike Tucker.
1: I'm Elizabeth Talbot.
0: So, Elizabeth, as a girl, you watched this grapevine every year produce wonderful fruit, and you've said that you found that there was a secret to producing wonderful fruit from a grapevine.
1: Yeah, the first thing was the fact that we had this really great quality of vine, you know, Mm -hmm. and I remember in our backyard, it covered the whole backyard, and many times I sat under it, and the grapes were so sweet. Later on, I discovered that we pruned this vine mm-hmm. on a regular basis. And, you know, I uh, struggle with that a lot throughout my life because then I realized that there were pruning periods in my own life uh, through which God taught me things about myself.
0: I don't think anyone who has lived much of life has avoided pruning. Pruning are those experiences of difficulty and pain and suffering through which we actually learn something, or maybe it prepares us for something that is yet to come. But everyone I know has experienced pruning. I've, you have
1: I, experienced that too. Oh
0: yes, I many times, and I just got a phone call today before we entered into the session mm. from a, a friend of mine who's going through a real pruning time, and he's mm. he's extremely depressed.
1: Mm. You know, it's interesting that Jesus said that this is part of the Christian life, the pruning, uh, but that we may be assured that if we are a branch that is worth something, this pruning will actually help us bear more fruit for the glory of God. There's
0: such a wonderful illustration that Jesus gives us about vines and and life in Him. Mm. You know, calling Himself the vine and saying that life in Him means just abiding in Him. Uh, living in Him in the vine.
1: Well, let's go there. Uh, we're talking about John 15 today, and uh, John 15 introduces another one of those seven Iams of Jesus, and in this case is I am the true vine.
0: We find this in verse one: I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser.
1: Perhaps we should uh, just now pause for a moment to talk about the fact that this was something that Israel was usually
0: called. Israel referred to herself as being divine.
1: Yeah, because God talked about uh, Israel as their choicest vineyard that he actually cultivated with with love. See, one of the issues about uh, being in a different society, removed 2,000 years from the Mediterranean society of the New Testament, we miss a lot of the messages that they would have gotten immediately. And one of them is that Jesus now is in the place of Israel because Israel was the vine. Israel was the vineyard. Uh, Maybe we should go there. Uh, The prophet Isaiah probably is a good place.
0: Isaiah chapter 5 verse 1, let me sing now from my well-beloved, a song of my beloved concerning his vineyard. My well-beloved had a vineyard on a fertile hill, and he dug it all around, removed his stones, and planted it with the choicest vine, and he built a tower in the middle of it, and he hewed out a wine vat in it. Then he expected it to produce good grapes, but it produced only worthless ones. You know,
1: this, this is the way that Jesus talks about Israel in the other Gospels. For example, there's a whole parable devoted to this, in the parable of the vine growers in Mark chapter 12, that actually Isaiah 5, 1 and 2 is actually quoted in the first verse of the parable because Israel knew itself as the vineyard of God. And so, many times in the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew. Mark and Luke, we discover that God speaks about Jesus interacting with this vineyard. And now Jesus says, by the way, I am the new vine.
0: Yeah, he presents himself as kind of reliving Israel's history so Mm -hmm. that he is now the vine taking the place of Israel. Every branch in me, verse 2, that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it that it may bear more fruit.
1: Now, don't forget that as we just read the description of Israel, it says that it was the choicest uh, vine, but it wasn't giving fruit. It wasn't producing. It looked like it was. see, you, you have two f- fruit trees in, in the New Testament that talk about Israel as a religious system that was supposed to produce fruit, and it wasn't. One is the fig tree. The fig
0: tree that Jesus cursed because it was not gr- uh, bearing fr- yeah, so fruit. Yes, in the Old
1: Testament, we find uh, when we talk about Israel as the fig tree. And we also find this, the vineyard. That it was the choices vineyard, but it wasn't producing fruit. And so, uh, here, Jesus says, well, by the way, I'm the true vine, and you guys are the branches.
0: And the only way to produce fruit is to abide in the vine. Uh, it says, verse 3, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it uh, abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. So, the only way to produce fruit is living in Jesus Christ, abiding Uh, in him. And
1: part of this process is the fact that there will be times in which we will feel this pruning time, uh, this toaster oven, I call it, where you are asking God, are you sure you didn't forget us in the oven here? Uh I mean, I I understand that we need to, you know, be formed into your likeness. But, you know, sometimes I've looked at God and say, okay, isn't this enough for now?
0: Sometimes it feels like the pruner's knife has cut too deep or Mm. maybe taken too long to cut because, Hmm. uh, again, it seems like that dark night of the soul, which the ancients used to refer to this process, can be so long Hmm. and it just seems like there's no way out of it, like there's no tomorrow, no sunshine anymore in your life. And the uh, pruner's knife is cutting very, very deep. Yeah. But there's something that is produced by this. This is for a purpose.
1: Yes, and th- this fruit is not our own fruit. And no. this is what Jesus keeps talking about. And there's another issue with this passage that I have encountered in a lot of churches. Let- let's read verse 5
0: of chapter 15. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit, for apart from me... You can do nothing.
1: Okay, let me tell you what, what issue I have this, with this. I know a lot of Christians that talk a lot about fruit. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's almost like they have their, their hands up and they're counting the grapes. Mm-hmm. You know, they go, hey, here goes another fruit. and yeah. Here goes another grape. I am doing great. And Jesus is saying, no, look, um, the fruit has a different purpose. The fruit is not for you to become your own vine. Mm-hmm. Your fruit is to give glory to the vine and the vine dresser. Right. Now, if you abide in me and stay around, you will produce that fruit Automatically, uh, you are. But it's for my glory uh, and for my Father's glory. Look, uh, we can do the rest of the well, verses. Well, They're even, so beautiful. Even before
0: then, what does the vine have to do to produce fruit? Does it think real hard? I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. If I really work at it, if I really capture the right sunlight, if I really <laughs> bring in the right nutrients? No, it simply abides in the vine. Mm-hmm. Abiding in Jesus is what produces fruit. And so
1: Jesus will go on and, and explain this fruit bearing. He says, "If anyone in verse six does not abide in me." He He's thrown away as a branch and dries up. And they gather them and cast them into the fire and they're burned. Because he has just said a moment ago that if you separate yourself from me and you think you can bear fruit by yourself, you're doomed. Because the truth is, aside from me, you can do
0: nothing. But on the other hand, verse 7, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it shall be done for you. By this is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. See,
1: this is the place of what we call works in the Christian life. They are never to earn your salvation. Never. They are never for you to become your own vine. They
0: are a result of growing in the vine, abiding in the vine. And this is a- the and purpose of
1: it that you glorify the Father through them.
0: Not yourself, not anyone else. It is only for the glory of the Father.
1: Not even earn your salvation. That's what Jesus is trying to say. I am the vine, I yes. am the one that's making the Life here. Right. I am the vine, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and the way, I am the life.
0: And you're not earning salvation if you are in the vine. That is salvation. You've got it because you <laughs> abide in Him. The salvation is secure because you abide in Him. The question is, are you allowing Him to produce the fruit in you? And yeah. you do that by abiding. Yes,
1: because the fruit is what glorifies the Father. Right. And this is why many times in the New Testament we get this. It says, Your good works. Uh, people will see them and glorify your Father. They will never glorify you and say, no. hey, this man is such a saint. He right. has heaven already down. And so Jesus explains this, um, this order of events. So he says, if you are in the vine, you will produce food, fruit. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. It's That's a natural 10. thing. So we, let's read 9 and 10.
0: Uh, just as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love.
1: And then he says, by the way, talking about commandments and laws and fruit and all of that, Jesus says, verse 11, these things I have spoken to you, that your joy may be that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. So these things, when you are in the vine, when you're allowing me to work this fruit in you, you actually will experience this joy joy, this abundant life that he had talked about before.
0: And you will produce that fruit by keeping his commandments. And and verse 12 really adds to this, this is my commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. Hmm. That is the commandment that he's speaking about even more than anything else, because all the commandments are relationships of of love. They are rules for lovers. Uh, My wife has commandments. Uh, The the commandment, thou shalt have no other girlfriends before me, you know, that's that's a very big one. And uh, thou shalt not take my name in vain, you shall speak nice to me. Mm -hmm. But you know, no, they are not a burden to me because I love her I abide in her she abides in me and I I long to do those things for her that's really what abiding in Christ does that love produces a desire to live for him and it produces something naturally in you because of the love that exists there. and it
1: is his own grace that produces it in you it's not right. you thinking about it that is going to produce one more fruit see I think it's very important to understand the order that Jesus talks about when you have accepted Jesus Christ at that very moment you have your your salvation. Right. You are in the vine, and that's a done deal. Now, naturally, you will live a life of gratitude that will produce fruit for His glory and your happiness.
0: So, the key is, choose to be in the vine, abide in Him. He will produce the fruit in you. He will make you a person of love and of joy because you abide in Him. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jesus101institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus101media. Until next time, live free.